Joe Biden was talking about unity. But if you actually listened to his speech or read the transcript, which we have here, there's some pretty <laughs> telling parts where, you know, he's talking about unity out of one side of his mouth and completely contradicting himself out of the other side. So I highlighted some parts of his inauguration speech that I thought were really primo here. Um, so he's talking about here all of the things that America needs to overcome now. And he says, and now a rise in political extremism, white supremacy, domestic terrorism that we must confront and we will defeat. And then he says, oh, well, we need unity to overcome these challenges. Well, it turns out that it's not actually unity that he's going to be using to overcome those issues. And then he says, I know that speaking of unity can sound to some like a foolish fantasy. I know the forces that divide us are deep and they are real, but I also know they are not new. And he's right about that. Our history has been a constant struggle between the American ideal that we are all created equal and the harsh, ugly reality that racism, nativism, fear, and demonization have long torn us apart. Well, I think the actual struggle here is in, in America, this constant struggle, is the fact that America was founded not on slavery as things like the 1619 project would lead people to believe but on the idea of a limited government that is why uh you know folks came here in the first place for freedom for liberty and america was founded on those principles the american government was founded on those principles of small limited government that really isn't allowed to do much and yet here now we have this cancerous growth of a state that is overreaching into pretty much every aspect of people's lives. And unfortunately, what happened on January 6th is going to make that way, way worse. And it's already being used as an excuse to extend that reach and that grip that government has over our lives and, and get into get its fingers in even deeper to the areas that it's already in. He says, politics need not be a raging fire destroying everything in its path, <laughs> which is um, probably not the best word choice. It's pretty ironic word choice, actually, considering all of the riots and looting and things that got set on fire over the summer, including police stations and government buildings. I mean, hey, go for the government buildings. I don't care. At least that's the right target. But all the businesses that were burned down, um, raging fire, destroying everything in its path, probably not the best choice of words here. He says, every disagreement doesn't have to be a cause for total war, and we must reject a culture in which facts themselves are manipulated and even manufactured, which is really ironic coming from someone on the left. Um, I don't really know how left Joe Biden really is, but he claims to be on the left. Um, and he, he panders to the likes of BLM and he was pandering until, uh, to Antifa and using them basically as useful idiots. And that's not so much the case anymore. He also has flat out rejected all of BLM's calls for meetings and policy changes and things like that. So he, uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> was definitely using some of the people on the far left to make Trump look bad and using them to his advantage. And now he's kind of just thrown them out. But I mean, everything that has gone on for the last four years, the Russia, 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 the constant disparaging of Trump supporters as only being white supremacists and racists. Don Lemon on, uh, I believe he's on CNN, equated every Trump voter to the KKK. Um, and yet they say, well, we need to reject a, a culture in which facts are manipulated and manufactured. I don't know what can really be more manipulated and manufactured by turning 74 million voters into supposed racists and Nazis by the new leftist definition. And he talks how we have to be different than all of this. But Joe Biden is not different because he's a politician. And for the most part, they are pretty much all the same. Um, he says the right to dissent peaceably within the guardrails of our republic is perhaps the nation's greatest strength. Yet hear me clearly. Disagreement must not lead to disunion. And I pledge this to you. I will be a president for all Americans. I will fight as hard for those who did not support me as for those who did. And yet we have all of these members of Congress and the media and, you know, little little folks on social media, the blue checks, saying how um, we need a list of Trump supporters so we can root them out and make sure that they lose their jobs and understand the errors of their ways, uh, that anyone who questioned the election or um, talked about election fraud needs to be forcibly ejected from Congress. Um, we have <laughs> folks talking about how um, if Joe Biden really wanted unity, he would lynch Mike Pence. <laughs> I mean, the irony here, the hypocrisy, they cannot see their own hypocrisy. And I mean, because it is so obvious, that's what, what leads me to question over and over and over again. Like, do they believe the crap that they're saying? Or are they just doing it to fuel the machine of government to get more and more power? Might be a little bit of column A, column B. Uh, sometimes I think the only person in Congress that believes what they're actually saying, aside from the folks in like the, the Freedom Caucus, is like Bernie Sanders. Because, I mean, he seems nutty enough that he would actually believe the, the drivel that he talks about. Uh, so Biden continued, but the answer is not to turn inward, to retreat into competing factions. I'm a little late for that. Distrusting those who don't look like you do or worship the way you do or don't get their news from the same sources you do. But CNN can talk about how we need to completely dismantle conservative media um, all of Fox News, that's the only conservative media there is out there as far as legacy media is confirmed, uh, concerned, but we need to get rid of them. And CNN is also making calls now to get rid of conservative conservatives on YouTube in general, because they're competing too much with CNN and NBC and ABC and all of those outlets. 
So, I mean, just, it's so ironic, his speech. He says, we must end this uncivil war that pits red against blue, rural versus urban, conservative versus liberal. We can do this if we open our souls instead of hardening our hearts. If we show a little tolerance and unity, if we're willing to stand in the other person's shoes just for a moment. We are way, way past that that point of anyone being able to take perspective. That is what has gotten us into this predicament. And it was the lefts and the media's constant insults of anyone who wasn't on the left and their constant pushing of this like Russia conspiracy thing and you know Trump peeing on prostitutes and you know blah 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 I mean granted the issue started long before then I think the issue really started in um the Obama years maybe even in the Bush years because I in Bush's term, it was the whole, like, if you're not with us, then you're against us. But Obama really, really ramped up that rhetoric. And then the left just took it and ran with it after Trump got into office. And now here we are, and we are way past the point of no return, I think, for simple, like, oh, let's just take a moment and have some perspective. Because the thing is, is each side thinks that the other side has no perspective and can't understand each other. And then the way that they yell and scream at each other and bash heads, like completely confirms that. And it just spirals around and around and around. But I mean, you can ask, you can go up to any rando conservative on the street and ask them, you know, what is the left thinking when they do X, Y, and Z? The conservative will be able to tell you what the liberal is thinking and what their ideas and platitudes are behind it. You ask that same question of a liberal, they have no idea. Absolutely no idea. It's kind of funny, actually. But um, so, and then, uh, and then he says that, you know, we have to immediately tackle all of these crises that we face. So how is he going to tackle some of these crises? Well, you see, um, John Brennan went on NBC, MSNBC this week, sorry. And he's the former CIA director. And he, so, you know, he, he has it in with the intelligence community and he had some interesting things to say about how Biden's administration is going to be tackling some of these problems. Nicole, I was thinking today that uh, this is the most relaxed I've been uh, in the course of many inaugurations I've watched because I'm not responsible for it. But I can tell you that when I was in the government, I was I had white knuckles because yeah. of the nature of the threats. But it's so much more difficult today because of what we have seen, not just over the last two weeks, but that certainly has riveted our attention. But because of this growth in polarization in the United States and domestic violence and white supremacist groups, so I know looking forward that the members of the, the Biden team who have been nominated or have been appointed are now moving in laser-like fashion to try to uncover as much as they can about what looks very similar to insurgency movements that we've seen overseas, mm -hmm. where they germinate in different parts of the country and they gain strength and it brings together an unholy alliance frequently of religious, ex religious extremists, authoritarians, fascists, bigots, 
uh, racists, nativists, uh, even libertarians. And unfortunately, I think there has been this momentum that has been generated as a result of, unfortunately, the demagogic rhetoric of people that's just departed government, but also those who continue in the halls of Congress. And so I really do uh, think that the law enforcement, homeland security, intelligence, and even the defense officials are doing everything possible to root out what seems to be a very, very serious and insidious threat to our democracy and our republic. I want to read you. Yes, because libertarians that just want to be left alone and to do their own thing and uh, believe in the non-aggression principle and only use aggression in terms of self-defense are an insidious threat to our democracy and are inherently violent and dangerous. There are so many things wrong with this clip that I, I don't even know where to start. I mean, first of all, his inclusion, he used the word nativists and Joe Biden used that word as well. And to my knowledge, the word nativists, I mean, first of all, it shouldn't even be an ism, but it's just sort of this idea of putting America first, right? And that people who are Americans should have their rights and be served by their government before other people elsewhere. I mean, that's my understanding of it. Um, people are telling me to hydrate. <laughs> so right th that right there s sets a really dangerous precedent that People who say America first, which I mean, if we're going to be extending this danger to democracy all the way to libertarians, well, then you could argue that um, they used to call like Ron Paul an isolationist, for example, when really it's just uh, he's a non-interventionist, I suppose you could say, um, where he doesn't believe in just starting foreign wars over oil or gold or you know, what have you, you know, he says that we shouldn't be the policemen of the world. So, I mean, if we're saying, okay, anyone who believes America should come first is also part of this danger to democracy. And we're going to extend that to libertarians. Well, then that could even count like the non-interventionists and isolationists and all of that. But I mean, what he's talking about, he says that we have seen these things happen in other countries, and he's absolutely right. I have had conversations with folks and seen conversations also on, on Twitter and Facebook of people who live in other countries or have come here from other countries where things like this have happened. And a lot of times it was helped along by the CIA uh, it happens. It's a thing. There are unclassified documents about it or declassified documents. You can check it out. The CIA gets involved and meddles all over the place, creating government instability all over the place. Um, and in some of these places, they call it the color wars where, you know, like one color gets pitted against the other. And, um, other governments are like almost always involved in crap like that. And they have said, I have heard from several people now that 
the situation that's in the U.S. right now is very, very similar to these color wars that they've had in other countries. So when he says that these insurgencies and things like this have been happening elsewhere and we've seen it happen there, like he's not wrong. But what he's talking about now is taking the machine that we use for the war on terror overseas and taking that machine and turning it towards Americans. He's talking about mass surveillance. He's talking about all kinds of crackdowns. He's talking about a massive extension of the police state. And we already live in a police state, um, but he's talking about massively extending that in, in the name of coming after insurgents who, who he's now lumping libertarians in with. Like libertarians, that's a political party. So he's talking about using the war on terror machine to come after members of a specific political party right here on American soil. And there are some folks that have had a problem with this. Rand Paul is one of them. And right now, if uh, you go on Twitter and you do a search for Rand Paul, right? So Rand Paul, what he had to say about this and about Joe Biden's speech was, he said this on Fox News, if you read his speech and listen to it carefully, much of it is thinly veiled innuendo innuendo calling us white supremacists calling us racists calling us every name in the book calling us people who don't tell the truth and he's absolutely right that was the core of biden's speech like it sounded all nice and flowery and fluffy to the people on the left at face value but if you really look at it it's it's a threat that you know we are coming for you we're going to force this unity idea and anyone outside of our prevailing political thought is going to be annihilated so that we can have this peaceful unification or some crap so rand paul spoke out against it and so on twitter right now it's just oh uh rand paul calls out white supremacists and you if a speech calls out white supremacists and you think that's you well Rand Paul that sounds like a you problem it's all these people saying oh Rand Paul is offended because he knew that Joe Biden was talking about him if you're offended by Joe Biden's speech well that must mean that you are a white supremacist or a Nazi. Uh, this woman here, this is quite the self-owned, Rand Paul. People who aren't racist, liars, or white supremacists do not draw this line from the, themselves to these words. Another one, Rand Paul getting offended by calling a white supremacist tells me everything I need to know. And that's everything. Everything. If you just scroll through after searching Rand Paul on Twitter... That's all that you get. And there's even people bringing up the fact of like the anti-lynching bill that he opposed and different bills that he's opposed in his tenure in Congress, thinking that opposing those bills makes him a white supremacist, when in reality, dude opposes pretty much every bill that would require more government spending or government overreach or anything that goes outside of the confines of the Constitution. He votes down laws or, or bills all of the time just based on that. <laughs> so it's just willful 
ignorance on that part, complete and total willful ignorance. And um, it's just absolutely ridiculous. And I mean, we're already seeing an example of that here. So here's this article from Business Insider. So if you weren't aware, first report, reported, reported, excuse me, by Jack Posobiec. I don't really know if that's how you say his name correctly, but he reported back on January 18th on Twitter. He said, good morning. The DOD is vetting soldiers for dangerous conservative sentiments and NBC is encouraging the FBI to spy on conservative groups. And that is true. What happened is uh, that the DOD literally was going through the troops that were stationed in D.C. and going through talking to them and going through their social media accounts, their Facebooks, their Instagrams, their Twitters, all of that. And they were searching for anything that they could deem as extremist content or white supremacy content or whatever else, but also among those things. They were rooting out for mentions of like QAnon or Trump support. But the most insidious of all of that, they were looking for anyone who had ties to the NRA, who posted about the NRA, who liked the NRA, who had pictures where they were wearing NRA gear. They also went after anyone who had a Gadsden flag in any of their pictures. That is ridiculous. Like, you cannot equate. Well, I mean, I suppose you can if you're the left or Moms Demand Action or David Hogg or whatever. But I mean, in like the real world of logic and rationality and intellect, you cannot equate the NRA with white supremacy. If, if you've put any study into this or time to research, gun control was a very racist policy. It was meant to keep guns out of the hands of black people. And in fact, now gun control mostly just takes guns out of the hands of poor people, especially in urban areas that have high crime, where they would be the people that could most benefit from self-defense. The NRA is simply as flawed as it is. We all know how I hear how I feel about Wayne LaPierre. But the NRA is, at its core, a civil rights organization for a right that is, number one, a natural right, the ability to defend yourself against criminals or whoever and your government, number one. But number two is also embedded in the Constitution. That's all that the NRA is. It's there to help protect a constitutional right. And yet they said, okay, any of these soldiers that uh, like the NRA or have a Gadsden flag anywhere, which is a symbol of the American Revolution, gone. And in fact, they did take 12 people and took them out of the Capitol and reassigned them. Um, because it was suspected that if they were members of the NRA or liked the NRA or had Gadsden flags, that that automatically meant that they were part of far-right groups. Um, because, you know, uh, apparently that means that they're a threat to the presidency. Um, 
So here we go. A total of 12 National Guard troops were pulled off of the inauguration security mission, the Pentagon said Tuesday, confirming reporting from the Associated Press. Two Guard members were found to have suspected ties to far-right militia groups, Army and intelligence officials told the AP. You know who else did loyalty reviews of government officials and troops? Uh, the folks during the like Red Scare McCarthy era. McCarthyism was a bad thing. And between what AOC is talking about, this vetting of troops, cancel culture, all of that, we are having a total rebirth of McCarthyism, except it's after, you know, instead of the red of communism, it's going after the red of conservatism. It's absolutely terrifying. So we have here confirmed that the military and the FBI are vetting troops deployed to the nation's capital. <laughs> so they don't say here, uh, oh, they do. Uh, so to these two members who were found to have suspected ties to far-right militias, I mean, and really, how can you say, I mean, there are far-right militias, but you can't say that just because someone is in a militia that means that they're far-right. That trash man says, is anyone else disturbed that they only found 12? <laughs> so um, without going into detail, the Pentagon said they were taken offline for inappropriate texts and comments. Defense officials added that not all of the 12 removed from the security mission were pulled for questionable ties or extremist views. But then, I mean, why were they pulled? It says, the title of the article is that they were pulled off of security over concerns, including suspected ties to far-right groups. So that means for inappropriate texts and comments. So that's not just social media. They were like going through their phones, which is really, really creepy. Um, so they said, we work closely with law enforcement. And if there's any identification or anything whatsoever that needs to be looked into out of an ab abundance of caution, we automatically pull those personnel off the line and make sure they're not part of the mission set. And in certain cases, we make sure to get them sent home, said the National Guard Bureau chief during the Pentagon press briefing. <laughs> <laughs> 